Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinion. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. Reviewer of the week, Emil Bang. <laughs> Informative and fun. Amy L. Amy, Bang. Excuse me. Amy L. Bang. <laughs> this podcast was recommended to me by a friend a few weeks after I found out I was pregnant with my first. Hooray. I've wanted to be a mom ever since I can remember, but have always been terrified of giving birth. I'm 38 weeks now. Does it sound patronizing when I'm reading out their thing yeah. like this? Yeah, a little bit. I'm 38 weeks now and planning <laughs> on weeks. an unmedicated birth in a hospital. I feel so informed and empowered to make educated decisions um, during my birth go journey. Go back because what? she said, oh, oh, excuse so. me. I feel so informed and empowered to make educated decisions during my birth journey, no matter the twists and turns that often happen. This is great. How cute. <laughs> You're going to love so, the next part. So thank you, ladies, for giving this mama the confidence she needs. I'm actually looking forward to birth now. Mostly. Sweaty emoji. <laughs> and can't wait to meet my sweet baby boy. Aw, baby boy. Side note, I think you guys are hilarious. And I love being able to learn as well as laugh during your podcast. So thanks again. Is that good, sweetie? That's perfect. Uh, we tried something new on that one. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Amy, I am sorry. And thank you so much for the review. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I love how you said that. Thank you, ladies, because my husband is here right now. Yeah. No, you guys are talking about Courtney. Obviously, she's awesome. And I know that you listen to her as well. And so way to go, us. Okay. Um, I think we're funny, too. <laughs> I hope you think I hope you think my husband and I are funny because we think we're funny. <laughs> so isn't that the worst? That's like being an adult <laughs> we are and adults. your kids complaining about your kids. They just don't know how cool we are. Oh, we're cool. Mm-hmm. We don't, yeah. yeah. All right. So what's this week's episode about, sweetie? You tell me. Come on. You've had a baby. <laughs> now what? <laughs> there it is. Nailed it. This one's going to be all about <laughs> bringing baby home. So seriously, you've had a baby, right? What's next? So this has become, right, a 24-hour responsibility. And Ugh. I think I mean, being, it's beautiful. Go it's, ahead. Sorry. This is why he's here, you guys. You need a guy's perspective on this. It's different for us as mothers than it is as dads. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being prepared beforehand can make it a little bit more manageable, wouldn't you say? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, And it's interesting because especially like with a first baby, like you never go back to what you would consider a normal life. 
right? Like things are no, <laughs> <laughs> things are well, very different. It is different, but it's who would want to go back to that life anyway? Once you have a baby, it's very much that way. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I'm going to go through the different things that happen from the time that you have birthed until you get home and even some tools that you can use once you brought your baby home kind of to start to manage that everyday stuff. And I thought it would be fun to have my husband here because I think what it looks like for moms is probably a little bit different than what it looks like for dads. It's basically the same thing. Baby's crying, you breastfeed it and, you know, put it back down. And you're talking about yourself now? Yes. Okay. All right. Glad we covered that up. That's sarcasm. I got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So postpartum, what happens at the hospital to clear you to head home? So your vehicle gets checked, right? Was ours checked? I don't think so. I think that's something that they do though. I don't think they did where we were. I okay. Well, they, they want to make sure like you have a safe place to bring baby home. I mean, we had to bring in a car seat. They had to go out in a car seat. Yeah. I okay. just remember having the little whatever it is that goes in your car seat that your or your car that the car seat clips into yeah a little baby carrier thing the base that's the word drop the base yes yes very good okay so we've got our base we've got the car seat we've got a car all that's super positive um but mom also goes through some wellness checks do you remember any of this oh vaguely okay i think i was so i'm trying to think in germany what did they do? They handed you cigarettes and a bottle of wine. Wellness check. Yeah, that was your wellness check because you've been waiting this whole time. <laughs> and it's hilarious to see all the moms out there. Having their, their cigarette. Wheelchair their with, with the baby. Yes. Yeah. Um, in California, what was it? It's okay if you don't remember. That yeah. wasn't a wellness check anyway. So you were I think there was a little one different that. because you'd had a C-section as well. Sure. So, Yes. So it'll look different for a mom who's had a cesarean versus a mom who did not. But they want to make sure that mom is not hemorrhaging, like yeah. bleeding has calmed down. Um, if there's any stitches that they're looking like they're healing well. Same with if you've had a cesarean birth, that the stitches are healing well. Um, that mom is like mentally stable, right? Before well, <laughs> as much as it's you a can sliding be. scale. <laughs> as much as you can be before leaving the hospital. And then there's checks for baby. Do you remember any of the checks for baby? Mentally stable. Uh, no, I'm just no. kidding. Mm -mm. Um, Not even close. I don't know. What, really? Pooping? Is it pooping? Is one yes, of them? They have to have a certain number of wet diapers, certain yeah. number of um, poopy diapers, and mm. then they do like a quick physical exam over baby. Um, I mean, height, weight, all that stuff. And then there's things like they want to do the hearing test or maybe there's some blood screening if you choose to have vaccines that that gets done. Mm. So they get checked out by a pediatrician before you leave the hospital. In some cases, if you choose to have um, a circumcision done, that'll be done at the hospital too. Not yeah. always, but it yeah. can be before you leave. And so they'll want to not only do it, but then check on baby to make sure that they're okay. What are you laughing at? Nothing. That's, That's my own internal dialogue. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Does it well, need and to then be external? As a husband's checklist. Oh yeah. What's husband's checklist? You make sure the base is in there. The base. <laughs> drop the beat when you got the baby in there and then you drive home at about 20 miles an hour <laughs> and you are royally pissed <laughs> at anybody who gets within a hundred feet of your car Dad and checklist. you want to basically kill everyone on the road around you I'm and in, sure i and, can't and, include that in the podcast and we were driving home like and, well i mean that's just kind of how you feel as a guy okay. you, you're like if anybody gets near me or this car and my they're baby and my wife they're gonna die and, you know, in Southern California, when you're leaving that beach area where we were to go back home, there's a lot of people. Yes. 
a lot of people. All right. Doctor's <laughs> going to come by the maternity ward. They're going to check on you after recovery. For mom, it's like you need to be urinating. You have to have a bowel movement. They check on your emotional health. They check downstairs, breast care, if breastfeeding is going well. Um, they check head and back aches kind of stuff. They make sure that you have pain relief if you need it, which a lot of that, you know, they're less and less giving kind of um, like the opiates or or other like big heavy medication. Even for a mom mm. who's had a cesarean birth, it's a lot of like the ibuprofen and things. But making sure that you have what you need and you're comfortable before you leave. I was out, I, especially with our first baby, I was really tripped out that they were trusting me to take a baby home. I don't know about you, but I'm like, and, and that was with a cesarean. So we had been there for three days and I'm like, wait, like you feel like th- this is a safe thing to send me home with this baby? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you feel differently? You're like, I got this. Oh, let's see. So I probably don't remember the first one, but I remember feeling scared. I was like, "Can so I keep this baby alive?" So by the second one, you're alive? not scared of anything. Oh, maybe you're not. Oh well, like as like yeah. even driving home in Germany, everybody was Less a good scared. driver, so I wasn't too worried about that. <laughs> no, really, everybody was a good driver in Germany. They they monitor themselves pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't. In the first one. Oh. I don't really remember as much. It's so long ago. I just remember being scared. Like, oh my gosh, these people legitimately trust me to take this baby home and keep it alive. Like, what about all the people that are going to come tell me what time they have to breastfeed and if they breastfed enough? And yes, they're okay because they peed this much and they're moving around and their breathing pattern is normal. Like, I just felt like, oh my gosh, this was a lot to take Mm. on. But yeah, with the next ones, right? Well, I think even with the first one, maybe I didn't feel that as much because I have a larger family and I already had oh, several nephews and nieces by babes. then. Yeah. So even though I'm the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> Baby syndrome. Obviously. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, totally. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think, but you, just like you said with the second and third, it was like, Oh my gosh, please leave me alone. Like I know what I'm doing back up. Right. Yeah. Like a little different yeah. for sure. Uh, I think something to consider is who you're going to have visit. And that's something we made a mistake with on that first one, a little bit. If you're listening, oh, mom, I, I love you. I vaguely remember. <laughs> like even in the hospital, like who's going to come visit in the hospital? Like our first birth, how many people did we have in that room? We had quite a, maybe not in the room, but we had quite a few it people a visiting. Party. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, again, I have a big family and then we have friends. Yeah. We like brought stop friends by over. <laughs> and your parents, your family. Yeah. And it was the yeah. big room. Like it was the biggest room I'd given birth in out of, any of them that's true and oh, what I about mean, the german was, one no it wasn't even I'm, that big. I'm thinking of the laboring room that was pretty big the one with the yeah, tub. i still think it was bigger at the other one but either way like it doesn't matter the amount yeah. of space it's like do you want these people there i don't know and Just, you had it lucky too because you're the only person in there at the time for a while yeah but yeah yeah that's true all right so there's the like discussion of who to have at the actual birthplace but what about when you come home like and especially i feel like with COVID and all of the craziness, that might look a little different for people. Um, do you remember what we did, like about visitors and having people come over? I know you made everybody use hand sanitizer. I did. First time moms, I think, are a little more nuts about, even though they were just inside their bodies, just, heaven forbid hey, anybody's body touch that body and I they're in the outside world sanitizer. where you're breathing everybody else's air. It's okay. By. It's normal, I think. I for think the you first should one. be careful with a newborn. Yeah, for no, the first no, one. No, not just the first one. Yeah, but we aren't for the second and third. We weren't as careful. I don't know. COVID might make me a little more. Honestly, just the like thought of yeah, maybe, illness and stuff, or like just the feeling in the air of like, Ugh, you know? I mean, yeah. it makes you more cautious. 
Everybody is a bit more cautious about germs these days. <laughs> yeah. So we did have quite a few visitors. I don't think it really bothered me to pass baby around, but I know for some moms, that's you, very you were nervous like, to let people hold him and stuff. At the hospital, I don't think I was. Yeah, maybe. Was I? I feel like you were. Okay. Well. And even when we got home, you're kind of like, ah, I wasn't. my baby. Although he that's was pretty good because he held his head up pretty early too. So even when people holding him up, he's just like, oh. What's going on? <laughs> what? Just like that, huh? Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, you know, they, their head shakes a little bit. So this doesn't translate necessarily to a podcast. <laughs> no, but their head kind of jiggles he's, a little bit. His like, head's bobbing Like a around. little bobbly head thing. Oh, goodness. And they got this look on their face because, you know, baby's vision is blurry until like six months. Okay. I so. want to give you permission that whoever you want over there is fine to have and whoever you don't want is perfectly fine to not have to i will have video of this as well that's fine so you're aware that's why i'm doing okay. it okay all right look directly into the camera when you do it thanks um anyways and so whether your baby was born vaginally or by cesarean there's going to be about six weeks of recovery and so that's just information to have as to like there's emotional recovery there's physical recovery yeah. you're going to be bleeding which i think is really unfair after you've given a baby to be bleeding so heavily I understand why it happens. I'm just saying to have to deal with that on top of nursing a baby it's and bloody horrendous and everything else. Good grief, my god! Uh, so don't overexert yourself. And in fact, a way to know if you are overexerting yourself is if your bleeding has slowed down and then all of a sudden picks back up again. And so if it does, it means you're maybe holding baby too much. You're going around cleaning and making dinner too much. You're on your feet too much. And so to kind of scale that back so that that bleeding can calm down again. Go ahead. No. No. <clears throat> that also brings me to the important conversation that you should have with your husband or partner because a lot of that is going to fall on them and they're just going to naturally pick it up. Right, sweetie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It comes very natural to guys. Yeah. To Even if you talk about deal it before. With a baby. Yep. No, not that. Like, what about the house stuff? What about like taking care of dinner or cleaning up around the house or you doing mean laundry? McDonald's? Yes. This is the problem. So knowing that <laughs> going into your postpartum, good conversation to have before. Great to have meals prepped or a postpartum doula. And we had a pretty strong community that brought us food as well. Plus which was we didn't really have nice. like Grubhub and Instacart. Yeah. The you world know? has gotten so great. <laughs> yeah. So Ugh. whereas you used to have to hire somebody to go and do these things, like now yeah. you really can just, hey, let's order in, hopefully on some healthier things. But even like, my mother-in-law was incredible. My mom was great. Like they both came and made food and helped around the house. We had people mm, within yeah. our community, just within our church and stuff who came and brought us meals and would yeah. hold the baby so I could eat or whatever. Like it was just, it, we did have a really good support team. Just put him under a laundry basket and put like a couple of bricks on top so he doesn't go anywhere. Where's a newborn going to go? That's what I said. Put him under a laundry Where's basket. Where's he going to go if he wasn't under the laundry basket? No, I don't basket. know. So he doesn't wander off. You can sit and take a nap or. But he's going to wander off. Go to the grocery store, go see a movie. Or yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Do not listen to any of this. You are killing my evidence-based oh, podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's true. There was no evidence that we did this. Wink, wink. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would hope people would have some sort of sense of humor, but... Most of them do. That's true, but you never know. Every once in a while, I get an email and I'm like, you don't get me. <laughs> We've interacted with some people recently that have no discernible sense of humor. That's Like ability nice. to understand a joke. <laughs> not in a mean way, like they just everything is too literal. Yes. Don't take this too literally. They're children. They're don't children. Take, don't take life too literally. They're children. Or birth too Not literally. adults. 
although they come from adults. That's true. And will be one day. And oh, will be. oh, that heavens. makes you think. Okay. So there are a couple of things. I don't know. Even about COVID, it makes you think like, what are the recommendations? And so you'll have to decide even within your state. And I mean, there's going to be laws and stuff around you. However, I think too, like no matter what those precautions or whatever in your state are recommending, it's going to be whatever you're comfortable with within your home. And I know for a lot of moms, this is of big concern, whether or not babies are doing fine with it or not. Um, and so I think it's really important just whatever your comfort level is to to respect that, respect yourself for it, um, and allow yourself the freedom to just make those that comfortable space for you and your family and probably include your husband in it because you might be comfortable with a lot less than they are. And oh, yeah. some input might be great. <laughs> well, I, I think, too, whatever government control there is out there for whatever's going on, a mother is generally more paranoid than the government is about <laughs> anything. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's probably true. Come on. Okay. Breastfeeding. You know Breastfeeding. So after baby's born, I actually did an entire podcast episode about this. I haven't decided if it's going to come before or after you guys hear this episode, but I talked about the golden hour. Do you know what the golden hour is? I know what the golden ratio is. Yeah. I assumed your golden quote would have to do with urine in one way or another, but no. Golden. How often do I make urine jokes? I just mean you're a guy and it's either like poop or yeah. something No, that, uh, that uh, That's the funny end. Okay. So what do you have any idea of what the golden hour is? No. Okay. So please explain. <laughs> we've done this before. Um, it's that immediate skin to skin with baby. Oh yeah. For that okay. First hour. And I like I had actually explained in, an, in a different podcast episode that we were not able to do that with our first. I think probably because we didn't even know that we could ask for it with a cesarean birth. Um, and I know in your case, I don't think you were super comfortable doing skin to skin by yourself while I was getting sewn up in front of everybody who was everybody, the nurses. Who oh, were, they're like six or seven nurses. It'd be just weird. Who would be anxious to be like, to, Hey, there's my new baby. Let me take off my shirt. Hey, you had some abs at that time. You should have been, yeah. that would have been the time to do it. <laughs> We've been too rock hard. Hurt the baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Washboard. Just wash the baby. Uh, anyways, so that kind of golden more from you, <laughs> that kind of golden hour after you have baby, that's the time for bonding. That's a time for breastfeeding. Um, it pr produces oxytocin. It helps mom and baby bond. It helps mom have contractions that expel the placenta. All of that is really important and making sure that best breastfeeding going, it goes well at the beginning helps it to continue that way. So the better established you guys get breastfeeding at the beginning, should you choose to breastfeed your baby, the greater chance you'll have of that continuing successfully, which I think is really important. And the nice thing about being at a birth center or at a hospital is that they have people there that can help you make sure that you establish a good latch. What? Because you're thinking of the office, right? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I am now. <laughs> because there's an episode. And uh -huh. anyways, they give birth. Pam and Jim give birth at the hospital. And the, the lactation consultant is a man. And it was just like a funny. Anyway, so they, but they can help make sure that like, okay, if you have sore nipples, we can figure that out. Make sure that you got your nipple cream. You should have breast pads. You know, all the things that go along with that. And then they're probably going to maybe give you some information about pumping. Should you choose to be going back to work or anything like that? A little information about your milk production. Is your baby eating enough? So breastfeeding is definitely something that happens postpartum. 
I got nothing to say on that one. <laughs> Most men aren't going to be like, I, I remember you. the nipple cream. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember about the nipple cream? That's what I'm saying. Most men aren't going to say. Oh. I remembered the nipple cream. Oh, okay. All right. I got All you right. lanolin. You said- <laughs> hey, you do remember. Well, that's from, because of, uh, oh gosh, what was that stupid movie? What? Oh, gosh. Anchorman. Not appropriate. He misheard somebody's name. He said, Lanolin? Would you say Lanolin? Like sheep's wool? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Diapers. Diapers are something to consider a good way to like, right? Making sure that baby's getting everything that they need or at least as much as they're supposed to be getting. You can tell by the amount of soil diapers that they have. I'm not going to get into all of that, but counting diapers is something that you'll probably be doing postpartum, paying attention to how many wets and how many poopy diapers. I feel like they, I mean, every time you change a diaper, whether it's poop or not, like they've peed, right? Yeah. Like they're they like a bird. A it's lot. just constant flow of whatever coming out the back end. Yeah. And then um, making sure like if, you know, for umbilical cord purposes, like you'll fold the diaper down, any creams or whatever. Oh yeah. Folding the yeah. diaper, all that stuff. I know. Cause they're so all these little. little things that you forget that you have to do all the time. <laughs> um, and so those newborn diapers are nice cause they usually have a little cutout where the umbilical cord goes. We still folded them, just tucked it underneath just to make sure it wasn't anywhere near it. And then they'll tell you, you can either like clean it with alcohol um, or I mean, there's different things that you can use, which I won't name all of them here cause then I'll have to list them all. Uh, but there's different like herbal remedies and then stuff that they give you from the hospital too because i don't want to listen here because i just don't want to do that i don't want to do that right now and i don't have them listed out so then i'll have to think about it and anyways and you'll start saying things twice and uh, there it goes exactly how it goes how about sleeping or lack of sleeping holy cow taking turns with your partner nobody likes a gloater (laughs) yeah yeah do you want to tell that story or should i i will tell that story oh let's hear it from this is from my husband's perspective i can't wait so I'm eh. trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're trying to sleep. And of course he cries a lot because he had like this weird thing where he'd throw Colic. up all the time. Yeah. Colicky. Mm. And so obviously the best solution is just, you know, feed him and he'll shut up. Mm. Mm. And that is uh, not none of this. Go ahead. Tell me how that doesn't work. No, go ahead. Yeah. That's um, anyway. And so, but he would also eat and eat and eat and eat and bloat himself up and get really huge like a water balloon. And then he would throw it up all the time. I don't know. You have to tell the rest. Of it. I don't really remember. I'm like half asleep when this is going on, and and you're telling me you think he's gonna throw up, and I'm like, oh, he's fine. Just go back to bed. And I just like vaguely in my half awake, half asleep. Which, by the way, people cannot be held responsible for what they do or say, half awake or half asleep. Depends on what it's it like is. being in a dream. Can't be held responsible. And um, he really wasn't that asleep. You weren't that asleep. Yeah, I was. And he just like unloads all over the bed and it's like somebody took one of those red gallon buckets or something like that and just dumped <laughs> milk out on the bed it was everywhere and you're like see and i said i didn't no. say it like that yeah, you did no like, i didn't see, I, told I was like see you. like something's wrong i was con- it was a concerned see and i said nobody likes a gloater sweetie yeah and i rolled over. back over nobody likes the gloater yeah. quoting the simpsons in his sleep yeah that's life yeah with my husband okay so i think fun times yeah it was fun times it's, but it's true nobody does like a gloater okay but like in the beginning you don't sleep at all no there's no such no. thing yeah no and i was recovering from surgery and so you were having to help me sit up 
a lot. Like that's yeah. the kind of stuff that oh, I remember. So middle no of the night, muscles. no, I had no ab muscles and I needed to nurse and we didn't have a fancy bed that lifted itself up one day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> one day <laughs> one when day. we're 85 and we need a bed that helps us get out of bed. Hey, we just tried out that bed. I know it was and very comfortable, it was but it's very not worth expensive. that much money. Anyway. But it sounded like a good plan. Anyways, so that was the other thing too, was at the hospital, I could sit myself up and I could nurse my baby. Because you had a bed that would move. Yeah. But at home, obviously, I had a husband that works as a lift. As a bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I got up, he would have to get up. And you went back to work really quick. So you I went, back, went to back to work to tired. Work like we had him on Friday afternoon, came it? back on a Sunday and you went back to work Monday. Yeah. Um, so, but I think if you have a plan or an idea of a plan, like if we could have maybe talked about some of the things beforehand, maybe it would have gone a little smoother. I think we did fine for what it was, but what if we had like a shift, like, oh, actually from here to here, like I'm going to pump and you nurse the baby or I don't know that it just had me thinking. Nipple confusion, sweetie. (laughs) Nipple confusion. And this is how he would get out of it anyways. Um, but actually, there is an app that it's called Huckleberry. Serious? And I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, a tool. That sounds great. It can, but it can help the partner to track things too, like feedings and diaper changes and how long baby slept. And But it also lets you write notes back and forth to each other in the app. Haven't you so, ever seen the movie Tombstone? No. Oh, well, then never mind. Doesn't I'm matter. probably too young for that. The men will understand if they've seen Tombstone and some ladies. They're probably too young for that, too. You're just old now. That's not too young. Everybody watches TNT movies. What's TNT? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or TBS or whatever they are. TBS? Wasn't TBS one of those channels, too? Tuberculosis. No, that's TBS. You're thinking of PBS. No. Public service. That's the channel that's never got anything good on it. Is TBS a thing? Except begging for money. Go ahead. Anyways. Okay, so with that app, though, it'll help you to not be so confused. You guys can pick up right where the last person left off. So I think that's a helpful idea. Yeah, that does sound good. Yeah. Okay. How about meals? What did we do for meals? We kind of talked about that a little bit. I didn't do any meal prep. I probably should have done that. I I never, not with any of our babies, did meal prep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, but we also were surrounded by people that were going to be making us food. So that is really nice. If you know someone who's had a baby, make them a lasagna. Oh, for real. A a gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free lasagna no no i'm just kidding but make That's them just, food and make sure there's no nuts but we i mean I, we have cooked for people that have had yeah. those kinds of restrictions and all the better those those people probably need it even more right yes. no <laughs> no they deserve nothing i'm just kidding yeah. postpartum though i think it's really important we um it's really easy to focus on the baby and not so much on what we need um and if we're not getting the nutrition that we need then it'll it can cause difficulty even if we're not getting like the amount of calories that we should be having every day to be able to produce what we need to feed our babies and stuff oh, yeah. or to feel well, like our mental health and all of that. A lot of what we say, right. Is like when you come home, it's really important that you are not only eating healthy and well, you still got that well-balanced diet, still high protein, well-balanced um, diet, well, well-balanced, except I started adding in like a lot of like sugary treats and things afterwards, which probably didn't help with the colicky and who knows. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted something delicious. I want a freaking pie. Gonna, yes. I just, as you're like, you know, gaining a ton of weight at the end, not like I was like super careful, but I was afraid of gaining a ton more weight. Than you know, I, I had to. no idea how much weight you would gain until you show me those pictures like later on. <laughs> I, had, I didn't. 
like you sit you throw like out it's the, slowly happening yeah like so. you throw out the figure and i'm like oh okay that yeah that sounds like a lot then but you then see you the see pictures the pictures and i'm like, like oh wow you really did Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy not that that's bad but Never. see that's something that, that it should encourage the ladies because your husband really probably doesn't even notice yeah that's good that's well, good. I didn't. Yeah, no. You're still good. cute and prego and yes, you're mincing around in your little prego way. Yes, I'm. I'm a mincer. So you're gonna need time to recover. Is really what it comes down to, and to be gentle with yourself. And a lot of the like postpartum mood disorders or concerns that we see that way, I think a lot of it can be, as much as it can be, um, kind of helped by making sure that you're getting out every day, preferably in the sun but at least outside with fresh air that you're being, you're doing something to move your body, whether that's yoga inside or walking outside with your new baby and your partner, just doing something that way, but making sure that you're getting your vitamins, you've got your food and you're taking care of yourself postpartum as well. Agreed. Yeah. No, that all sounds good. You could be like one of these super freak moms that runs a marathon three days after they have a baby. I see them on social media. Yes. It's a very they impressive. They exist, but and it is impressive, but But that's genetic and it's training. Not you. Don't think that's you. <laughs> unless you are one. Unless you, know. you are one. But if you are, you know who you are. You know and we you don't have go. to tell you, care about you any of that. I'm just so. kidding. That is not nice. Okay. So making sure that you've got fruits jealous. and vegetables and whole grains and all the things. Um, and they say for breastfeeding that it, like add an extra three hundred calories a day, three to five hundred calories, which just for reference, is like the size of like half of a bagel with cream cheese. It's like a donut. Don't add the donut. Or like, like choose a healthier choice if you can. But like a couple of ice cream scoops of something. Yeah. Or okay. like one of those shakes. Like a is it Blizzard that everybody gets? It's like a little ice cream shake thing with Oreos in it. Doesn't that sound good right now? That's what I get. That's what I got the last week of pregnancy oh, with it? Dave every single day. Remember, I was like, bring me home one. Like every day he's in, oh I'm gonna gosh. sit here and eat this. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember yeah. that. Yeah. Look at that. Maybe that's <laughs> where like, it came hope from. It, hope you enjoy it's being stuck in there because I'm just going to keep eating this every day. <laughs> my stupid subconscious suggestion. <laughs> oh, it's the trauma <laughs> of Dave. Oh, he's not traumatic. No, I meant the birthing experience. Of course. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about what what stuck out for you postpartum. Like as you think about it and you look back, what are the things that you remember most that were hard? And then what are the things that you remember most that were the best ever? Things that were hard. It You're not, generally speaking, as a guy, naturally built to do the things that your wife has built to do. Like they're very impressive. They're very, I, I don't know, just kind of comes natural and they're able to do things that you can't really, like I wouldn't think to do a lot of the junk that you did. Like what? Well, and I think it's because you're surrounded by the baby so much more than we are that it's like, oh, I recognize these sorts of cries mean this or I can, oh. you would tell when he'd poop and I wouldn't even know mm. and things like that. Like I wouldn't even smell it. You'd yeah. be like, oh, he pooped. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that fresh batch of cherries? <laughs> cherry pie coming out there? Um, but so women are, I think much more impressive in that regard. Do they just kind of have like a sense for it? And that kind of makes sense because they bear children, Mm. um, that they would, but see, let's see. What were some things that were like hard at the beginning? Hmm. Sleeping, (laughs) sleeping, sleeping, um, helping you shower and stuff. Oh, I don't even remember that. Um, and not really hard. Just. 
things you had to be careful about, yeah. particularly because you had a C-section with the first one. The second yeah. one, I think I was just more cautious that you wouldn't like fall over or something like yeah. right after you had them because you had been laboring for three weeks and oh, sorry, four solid days of no sleep <laughs> and um, little things like that. I don't know. You, your attention kind of focuses in and it doesn't seem hard so much as it just seems like it's always there. Like okay. even when Dave was born at home. Yeah. It wasn't. None of that was really that difficult. Yeah. As much as it was just in, in addition to. Yeah. And then when you have older kids, it's kind of cute and fun, too. Right. So I think what stood out for me that I thought was hard for you was that because he was colicky, he cried all the time yeah and you were like Very i don't know what to do with this baby <laughs> i don't know what to do with this baby um here take it right like yeah. you were like i well because breastfeeding worked no like he didn't have poop he was obviously he wasn't going to bed so it's like if i give him to you and you kind of you know latch him on there he seemed to be all right yeah it worked so i was like oh well, this is probably on. what he needs but i don't even know maybe it was like three months I don't know. It, it wasn't six months. It was probably about like two or three months. And I went to the store. Do you remember this? The very first time I like ventured out, I'm like, I need to get vaguely, out of the house. Vaguely. I made it to the parking lot of the store, which was on the same street in which we lived. And I got a call. To be fair, we <laughs> lived in Southern California. So the same street is about a three hour trip. It was so, definitely less than 10. I know. I'm just kidding. Definitely. It was like seven minutes. It's really not that bad. And I got a call. Well, and what was the call about? Ms. I can't Smarty do this. Pants. I can't do this. Come home. Be more specific. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Like, he won't stop crying. Nothing I'm doing is working. You need to come home. That was, that's how I, I remember it. And I'm like, oh, I just need to be in the store by myself, not worrying about this, buying chicken. Like, that's it. I didn't last very long. I don't know that I even went to the store. I can't remember if I shopped real quick in a panic or if I just came straight home. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, we I do. Because we were both new parents, I, uh, so you're yeah. just like, oh I don't know gosh. what to do. I think, right? Like, probably the most important thing once you get baby home is to have a little bit of grace with each other. Yeah. Which, as far as I know, he's falling apart, so I don't... Yeah. Know. Anyways, and then I remember, right, too, we tried that. to, like... I I was, like, not a high producer. Like, I know some of these moms, oh, yeah. like... Right? They would... You could, like pump and get milk and like that didn't happen you're getting like a tablespoon or something right and i would pump in between feedings to try and increase Them lazy bees turns out i actually was making what my baby needed i just didn't make a ton extra anyways that a conversation for a different day but i we i remember i had pumped some and we put it into a bottle because i was like this will be great like michael could feed him occasionally and i could get out of the house a and, thimble of milk yeah whatever he wouldn't even take the thimble yeah, I know. He wouldn't. And we tried to like See? squirt it on him. And he only <laughs> wanted the goodies. And for some moms, that's really hard though. Okay. Yeah, so tell me what, I get it. are there like some of your like, oh, but this made it so good to bring baby home. Like this part of postpartum or this part of like having a new baby was my absolute favorite. What made it so good to bring him home? I know um, one thing that you loved. What? No, what was it? I want you to tell me your story. Oh, well, first. I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, Something that I loved about bringing him home was him. Well, he really loved the kitties. That was really funny and sweet. So I remember. What? Don't you remember? Newborn. The, I know, but you were afraid of letting one of the kitties, the, the gray cat, near him. Yes. But she curled up on your stomach the entire time you were pregnant. 
it was like nuzzling it. If you've and, seen like, Twilight, I think she imprinted and kneading on it and all this other stuff. And as soon as he was born and out, she ignored you completely and started True curling story. up next to him. Like she yeah. knew he was in there and loved him and was like over there hanging out with him. Yes. And she would do the funniest things where she would turn around and kind of let her tail go down in his face and then kick it up when he tried to grab it and just like playing with him and stuff. And it was very sweet. And her postpartum anxiety. And you didn't like it because you're no. like, it's just like those old witch's tails where it's going to voodoo, strangle my baby. <laughs> She's going to put her paws in his mouth and kill him or take his soul. or. Oh, my gosh. That's basically no. what you turn into. You can't help it. It's okay. There was a lot of cat hair, which I didn't like. Oh, and he's going to choke on the cat I hair. I didn't think he was going to choke on it. I just didn't want it around Not it. Not your I hair, didn't. which is nine feet long. I didn't want it around everything. him. And she was making me nervous because she would curl up right at his feet. What if she did it on his face? Yeah. What if it does happen? If she did, she would keep him warm. I know. I'm sure everybody has As a he story dies. out there about some. I'm sure. Yeah. Baby being killed by a kitty that suffocated Think it, even though it. it's never actually happened. It could happen. But they're very tiny. It's and just parental. like everybody was always paranoid about Halloween candy having like razors and stuff in it. And it. There How was are you no comparing there was this? No, but see, this is my razor blade Halloween candy. Exactly. That's a scary thing. And so you're paranoid. Your kid's going out trick or treating. It turns out it had never happened. Until recently, actually, there's like the first case ever was like within the last like couple of years. It's probably ever. one of the kids that heard it when they were young. Yeah, exactly. Eat their candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think that's just something the parents made up at one point. So kids would give over their good I stuff to the My parents. My parents were pretty freaked out about it. Look, it's not the same thing. And it can happen. It's a bit the same. Animals can harm the babies. I was thinking what you loved was how loud his toots were. Do you remember that? I don't even remember. Oh my gosh. I vaguely they remember. They were so loud they would wake us up. Super loud. For, yeah. Do you I remember? remember? That now, yeah. Anyways, and it was only probably for the first month or so. Yeah. But you're like, I can't wait to take him to church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of rub his stomach a little bit, oh, work one out, rip. pump his legs. And then it just big smile. Yep. That was mine. <laughs> I'm so proud. Yes. Okay, so I I mean, right, I feel like we gave a decent amount of, I hope you guys got something educational out of this. Oh, this was terrible information. As long, uh, and <laughs> like on top of that information for like what it's like to be a parent postpartum or like as you walk through, right, having a baby and bringing them home. I suppose. It's just, you just have to kind of go with it and it's all fine. It'll all be fine. You'll get over the fact that you're insane about how dirty everyone is around your baby because i don't know you just grow out of it eventually i yeah, hope i hope <laughs> everybody hopes because well, you know somehow and for yourself because that i think that does come from a place of like anxiety and you not, know somehow humanity survived you know it's this far i understand where you're coming from i also appreciate where moms are coming from well i think women are just mentally inclined to protecting yeah. their babies and they have to be because sure. human babies are like the most weak, pathetic little creatures on the planet. It's true. In terms of newborns. Yes. And so, you know, it's just it's sort of a natural protection. inclination. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. But uh, I don't know. And it's fun. Like you try to think of what it was like before you had kids. And you're like, what did I even do? I remember we were, what, like 30 days into this. And that's exactly the conversation we were having. Yeah. Like what, how did our lives exist before this? This is like everything I could have ever dreamed up that I would want. Yeah. And I can't imagine ever not having this in my life. Anymore. Right. Even if you'd never thought about really having kids before. Either. Right. Like you yeah. just. Well, and they're just like part of your family, like instantly and, and forever. Yeah. And they get more fun the older they get, especially it's like really for fun. dads, because once they hit like a few months in, you're no longer this, I can't do anything with them because they'll kind of scooch around or 
roll around and do funny little things and their personality starts to develop and laugh at you and, and laugh at you and then when they start like you really crawling and crawl doing and like, like do that yeah he would like crawl along and then like stop muscles. and like go <laughs> like flex at you <laughs> he was like six months old yeah, he was so it was tiny funny. it was so yeah. cute and then when they start laughing and you really hear their laughs and yeah. stuff like that or like the people who are kind of nutty a little bit and they think oh he's smiling at me and of course smiling is always just gas not like always no some babies gassy. really do uh-huh of course mm-hmm. they yeah. do uh-huh. they do sure anyway but yeah it's just they're they're fun and we were actually just watching baby pictures re- or videos recently and, and realizing that about we should have how much younger we looked well no it's just <laughs> you forget how freakishly cute they are do not yes. Do not live your life through your phone watching your kids, but do not forget to take pictures and video yeah. of your kids because you will look back at that and you'll remember their little chubby round faces and their sweet little elfish voices. That you will not remember until you hear it again. Yep. And it is yeah. heavenly. And even it, like you took a photo of him as a newborn. I clearly remember a photo of him as a newborn. And then even just like a week or two later and you had the newborn onesie next to him mm. and you're like, I forgot how small... Yeah, he was even when he was just fast. born. Yeah, it happens really fast. That's really good advice. I think we're going to end it on that. I think moving into being able to bring your baby home with you um, should be, it can be a lot of crazy and especially with your first baby, right? But it's also the most incredible thing that next to birth that you get to do together with your birth, with your birth partner, right? Is to mm-hmm. raise that child together and enjoy all those memories together. Let's have a freaking baby. <laughs> Are you going to do the Dr. Phil thing ever where you take my hand and walk off after we're done? You really want to do this, don't you? Oh, I do. Okay, we'll end it there. Okay. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.